Hey everybody, Eric Bischoff here, and have you heard about Strictly Business? Strictly Business is a brand new weekly series exclusively on adfreeshows.com. Join me and my co-host John Alba every Tuesday as we take a deep dive into the business of the professional wrestling business. And this is some straight up business talk here, no fanboy nonsense. We discuss television contracts, advertising, licensing, and of course, the highly debated ratings. So if you want an unfiltered, brutally honest, anti-fanboy understanding of the professional wrestling industry, well, Strictly Business is the series for you. And hey, if Elon Musk likes my tweets, and he did, you're going to love Strictly Business. Sign up now. And listen at adfreeshows.com. Welcome to our broadcast bakery, where you've enjoyed 12 scrumptious episodes of Pastry Puff Podcasts. And this is your baker's dozen free 13th episode. Or it's unlucky 13 and everything goes to hell i'm brian katz he's the road dog welcome to the dog house this is oh you didn't know i just peed a little (laughs) you scared me it's dark in here only light I have on me in here is this influencer ring light that uh, and it lets goes me co- in and it out. Lets me co- and yeah, let's focus communicate uh, with aliens. I think I, the 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 phone. I mean, the light and the camera don't do anything. It's me that does all the like. I'm sit back, then I lean up, and <laughs> yeah, you know. And so the the the. Uh, Equipment is working <laughs> as planned. Uh, it's the operator that's malfunctioning. Yeah, operator. What are you gonna do? So as as I always say to my dad when he calls me with computer problems, user error, user <laughs> yeah, error. Yeah, yeah, and you gotta be like I'm smart enough. Right? Like, why is the Wi-Fi not connecting <laughs> to the printer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nine times out of ten, that's my case as well. Brian, I call my what do you know mother. about Excel? <laughs> Oh, I remember times when you and I sat down and had those same conversations. How do I get into this again? Oh, uh, thank God somebody showed me that again, or I guess one of y'all let me into the Google Drive. Uh, <laughs> that's just me saying that. I want to punch myself in the face, but uh, but it's the story it's in the news. Works, right? Ready? Small companies are pretty upset. It just came out this week. Google now going to charge per user for companies to use Google Drive and those kinds of products. So if you got 12 employees using it, they're going to have to pay $6 a month for each of those employees. And Google is now going to say if you're a company, you know, if you're an individual, they're going to give yeah. you free use. But as a company that's registered through with like... The, so you know, so this is for Google what? For Google, Google Drive, Google Docs, Google, all, like all of their yeah, family all of their, of products. All of the Google stuff. And now oh, someone's going to write and be Google like, you didn't read years. the story, did you? It was just No, that. I did not. It was, well, no, my, actually, my air conditioning was still on really high, so I was trying to cut it down while you were telling the story. I don't know anything about it, uh, Google anyway. Um, Google. So, Google. Google. I love I loved to say it's worth a Google. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had Ask Dog Anything live, live streams. You've done appearances, conventions, other podcasts. You're pretty much everywhere these days. You're I getting feel, out there. I, I feel like I'm everywhere. But look, I do feel like it's it's time. You know what I mean? It's that time to where... And I, I 
I don't like saying this normally, but it's it's where we're going to get into making BG James, Road Dog, Brian Jane, whatever, a, a brand. You know what I mean? So I guess to successfully make it a brand, we need to come up with a friggin' name first. The Brian but, uh, James <laughs> brand. I like it. You just steal Robert Strauss's bit right now. He got rid of his, so you just yeah, take the yeah, whole logo take and the everything. Whole deal. Uh, but but you know what I mean. Make it make it a brand and start trying to get get my name out there and maybe my some of my knowledge out there to help. I've been in talks with uh, with uh, a local wrestling company, not a lo- not too local, Look but a, a, a local wrestling company about doing something. So so really excited about my future, and it, I am getting out and about and meeting everybody, and that's really cool because I feel like I've been hiding behind the camera for the past decade. When you go work I, for... I'm going to interrupt ahead. you. When you go, go work ahead. for a new company, are you going to give yourself like a new name and identity and start over and stuff? <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Us? yeah, yeah, I'm Rich. I'm uh, Rich Stevenson uh, from uh, Macklemore, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm divorced, father of two. Uh, I good. A... See, character development. <laughs> yeah, I got a whole backstory. <laughs> All right, as usual, our podcast is brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew, where they make it easy to get hard, especially when you take advantage of their free trial. Listen to this. Tell me what you think of this, Ryan, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. They make hard easy. (laughs) What do you think of that? I I thought that was... I thought that was pretty cool. I thought of that earlier. I'm not going to tell you what I was doing. Uh, I thought about it, but go ahead and uh, go ahead and continue with the read for Blue We'll pop that in on the end. I don't know, this isn't even this is the unofficial mm. read later. So All right. take advantage promo code dog. You know the deal. Five dollars shipping. Let's not forget Chili Sleep. Where if you head to chilisleep.com/dog, you'll find a special offer on their hydro cooling sleep systems to help give you the best, most restful sleep you've ever had. Stay cool, comfy, and sleep through the night at chillysleep.com slash dog. So yeah, look, I would love to comment on that briefly. The the uh, last time we talked about Chili Sleep, I had just slept on it. Now I kind of got into trying to set it up. Like I can set it to cool down and heat up at a certain time <laughs> and I can worked. do that all on my phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for an old dog like me to teach me those new tricks where at 5.30 it'll start warming up so that you, you wake up different. You know what I mean? Like it's really incredible stuff. Old dog new tricks. This guy's barking. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Let's take it back to 2011 when you returned back to WWE and you made an appearance in the 2012 Royal Rumble. Here we go. You ready? Oh, I I wasn't then and I'm not now, but let's do it anyway. All right, you announced on your Facebook page. Do you remember this? You no, I don't page. even know I had a Facebook page. <laughs> you announced on your Facebook page in early October of 2011 that you were headed back to WWE, and then it's reported in the Wrestling Observer that you were getting a six-week tryout as an agent. Yep. How did a coming back to the company take shape? So, look, this is a great story, and it's a great story about uh, friendships in my life and relationships in my life and and what I believe, and this is just me, God, people putting in my life that kind of carry me when I I don't know what to do on my own. Um, Thank you, Ryan, for doing this podcast because that's exactly what you're doing right now. But, uh, but, But Hunter called me and said, hey, what do you, what do you think about coming back and, uh, and doing what we used to do, the backstage skits with, with uh, you know, DX and how we used to do that stuff. I think we could we could do that again together and be successful. And I said, well, heck yeah, I will. So he said, okay, okay, cool. Let me get to work on it. Well, he worked on it, and it took him uh, several tries because Vince was not uh, keen on the idea. And look, totally understandable why he was not. I'm a known 
active or at the time active drug addict uh inactive addiction and 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 not making good life choices and so that was the last thing he remembered of me and so he was a hard sell uh to get me to try out there and how long had you been sober at that point so so i'd been sober about uh 10 months or 11 months i think when i got to go to atlanta and induct my father into the hall of fame now i'm not sure if that was I'm pretty sure that was prior to this conversation with Hunter. And I, I'm not 100% on that, but I'm almost almost positive that the conversation with Hunter happened uh, pr- prior to all this. So, so, so really, I'm confused now, and I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. But, but look, he called me and said that. I, in the interim, I got to go and induct my father in the Hall of Fame. And, and by doing that, I also got to go the day of the rehearsals and everything and spend some time with Vince, Kevin Dunn, just apologize to some people and, and look some people in the eye and shake their hands. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Just kind of. I was going to ask you, when did you actually bury the hatchet with Hunter from, from the previous shoot interviews and all the other types of stuff yeah. to, so, to so, make so, it be reached out to you? So to his credit, he never said a thing about any of that. And he just kind of thought, you're doing what you got to do to survive or what? I don't know what he thought because we didn't talk about it. Um, and so right, wrong or indifferent, that never came up. Uh, but I, you know, he, he believed in me. He believed I could bring something to the product and, and yeah, so they took me, they brought me in for a little bit to try me as a, a producer or an agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's what, that's what I did. And we'll talk about exactly when, when I started and what pay-per-view and all that here shortly. How uncomfortable are you when you go in for the Hall of Fame induction to go make those apologies, look eye to eye with, with the Kevins, the Vinces, and whoever else it yeah. was? Yeah, so, so look, it, it was very uncomfortable, <clears throat> excuse me, but it was also uh, a dynamic of my own design, if that makes sense. Like, I, I did it. I, I caused that uncomfortable feeling or else we would just be hey how are you again you know what i mean and so look i had that was the time that i also cornered uh the undertaker and i'm not sure if it was the same time as i as i cornered the rock but look i had some amends to make and i thought this is my opportunity either something comes of it or nothing comes of it at least i get to uh clean up my side of the street and then you know what maybe mend relationships going forward um so with, with you a, bringing that up what, yeah, what was it specifically with an, with an undertaker or rock because i don't remember a specific so, conflict so, so, so no there was never uh anything specific with with Just either one overall disrespect it, it, to the locker room so, so i had disrespected rocky a lot in his younger years and, and i've covered this too uh, publicly i was jealous of him you know he was the guy that could do what i could do but also look like a million bucks and was beautiful you know what i mean so so i was jealous of him he was a threat to me and so i lashed out at him um and in my in my mind that made me feel bigger and better you know what i mean it's a typical bully uh and all i can you know give it to is is drug addiction like i was scared of him and he posed a real threat to me with the undertaker he tried to help me early on he tried to help me when he saw that i was uh wander a wandering lamb uh, if you will and he tried to pull me back in and i totally rebuffed him and said told him you know i you don't know me and i just just totally didn't take him up on his opportunity when i should have and uh and so, so, you so to, yeah, so you that, got to make it all better. I got to point. make it all better. I got to look at Vince. I got to look at these guys. And again, right, wrong, or indifferent. And it was 
uncomfortable, like you noted, but it had to be done. And if it had to be done for only me to be sober and stay sober, then that was plenty good enough for me. Um, and to your credit, albeit in an uncomfortable way, you're a guy or a man who is not afraid of confrontation. And like yeah. when there is something to be said or done, I think you do, and I've experienced, walk yeah. up and make, you know, go face to face to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, and, and that happened. And, and so never with me and Rock. Like literally I told Billy a couple times, like he's going to fight me today. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I, I, it was just that kind of, I don't know, man. I was really jealous of him and I'm ashamed of that. What, um, what's Rock's like, fighting skills like? How, how's I, I don't, that one I don't, I don't know, uh, but I was going to find You're out. You're a soldier. And, you, you, and fight probably, for, you fight probably, for life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and probably get beat up in the process. But it was, I don't know. That was just where my head was at. And again, I was really scared of him, man. Because he's, a, and look. Uh, rightfully so, by the looks of where he's at right now. There's a rumor at the time that Sanjay Duck, current AEW producer, former WWE producer, was putting something together in India for a possible television show and that you were in talks with him. What yep. do you remember of this and what was the role supposed to be? So, so it was it was Sanjay was on the uh, was on the roster, I guess, but but it wasn't so much his deal. It was Raka King that that a, a, a short lived deal that was kind of on the on the back and that end was of through TNA. Jeff, right? Yeah, it was, it was Jeff Jarrett, and uh, and what what me and Sanjay did though was we got together and we went to India, uh, Sanjay and I, and we um, literally uh, had auditions for professional wrestlers, and we had. The most horrible rings I've ever seen in my life, and I thought if I had to bump in there, I would die. Um, Sanjay was a huge star over there, huge, way, way bigger star than I was. They loved Sanjay Dutt over there, and that was awesome because I love Sanjay Dutt too. Uh -huh. So we spent a lot of time together getting to do this. But again, auditioning like 250 uh, Indian wrestlers. Some of them had, had taken a bump before and been in a ring. Some of and them had never, going for it. never, and 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 literally. Uh, the guy, the big guy, um, at I can't. His name is is escaping Ali? me. No, 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 no. Uh, the big guy that's at NXT right now. Shanky. No, oh, no, 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 no. The, uh, the who was a teammate with uh, with Veer. Um, the big, big Sarov. <laughs> sounds like Sarov Gurjar. Sarov, yes, yes. He Sarov was, He was one of them. Like he 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 auditioned for us that day. So and he's he didn't been have that lion mane of a hair. I don't think at that time. No, no I don't we think saw he him did in either. Saudi Arabia. That dude was majestic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, look, and that's what that's what we saw too. And it was like I don't care if he's ever been. In it. He's like a big, good looking, uh, you know, cushy wrestler or whatever. So yeah, we we picked him way back then, and it comes around full circle to where I get to work with him again in NXT. You know. Those international experiences and tryouts where you just see the world through a different set of lenses and eyes oh. are out there. I mean, I got so, to so go do it. A, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to tell a story. I was going to say out in Dubai, out in Saudi Arabia, out in Santiago, Chile. Like, we got to experience the world and, and, and see people who are trying to live their dreams and make opportunities happen. And a lot of them are really good, just yeah. don't have... The size, the presence, yeah, and the other the size, stuff. Or, or they don't have the uh, opportunity with a company that can uh, that, that makes those wheels go around. You know what I mean? And 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 so hopefully, hopefully there's one for everybody out there. But I, I'm sad to say there's not. Um, so so what I was going to say is, I had just been sober not long. I went to India, and Sanjay is uh, from there, so he, or not from there, but he's Indian. I'm sorry if this is insensitive. I don't know what the flip I'm talking about. <laughs> but he, he, so he helped me along a bunch over there, and, and uh, 
and really was was the backbone of, of all of this. Um, and we had a great time, but the first night uh, I I drove through India in a taxi cab, uh, Mumbai. Uh, holy mackerel. <laughs> never, <laughs> never uh, you know, if you've seen the Jason Bourne movies, I guess you've seen it on television before, but I never, I never was in the middle of that. Uh, tiny cars, tiny car, tiny car, tiny car, cow, tiny car, tiny car, cow, 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 <laughs> tiny car, tiny car. You know, and it's just going every, every direction. And it's like, holy crap. Well, then we got to the hotel and it was like a five-star hotel with the bath, you know, the, 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 the TV and the, in the, uh, in the mirror in the bathroom, like, holy mackerel this things and I, and I look out the window and I literally see people laying on the sidewalk and it was the first time I had been sober and thought about thank you for everything I have you know what I mean and just kind of got thankful for a minute I I cried I never seen that kind of uh Poverty, I don't know, is the right mm-hmm. word. And separation That's, of, you know, yes, of class at that point to be five and, star. And, oh, my Lord. And right across the str- I mean, literally yeah. 40 feet from my five-star window was people laying and slit. And I just thought, man, can't, ain't they got a goddamn uh, conference room or something they can lay? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's the first time I ever seen that. And it broke my heart. Uh, but it made me, it made me. Appreciate it, it, it changed my perspective. You know what I mean, or, and, and it's that thought has cu- kept my perspective that way too. All right, we'll bring it back to the wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Can you explain to our listeners what does an agent do for WWE? Agent, producer, whichever yeah. word. Wh- what do they actually do? So. Because it's, it's a yeah. little bit because because some people are TV producers, some people yeah. are match producers, some people like there's different versions of producers. There, there's different versions, but look what what happened was it used to be called an agent, and I and my agent was like Jack Lanza, uh, Rene Goulet, uh, you know, uh, Chief J Strongbow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones. Uh, but 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 so those were my agents. Well, by the time I'd gotten back up there, they changed the title to producer, and and basically it is. I think it was a smart thing. I think it is. You talk about TV producers and such. I think this guy has to be that in a in a way. I think the producer has to be. Look, not only does he have to be a former wrestler, and I feel like it has to be that way because there's a lot of things that are unwritten and un spoken rules that just wrestlers know and and can can help with that but the producer puts the mat helps puts the match together with talent he doesn't put it together a good producer doesn't a good producer will let the talent put it together and then come back and and uh yeah make some tweaks or not you know what i mean or or look at like i said before i was smart enough to know when i was the producer of uh roddy strong and matt riddle like for 25 minutes in a in a a pay-per-view and a takeover and i thought I don't wrestle like any of this. I don't know any of this. So I just literally talked to them, gave them some advice, but but I didn't really think they should take it because I was just trying to talk about television stuff. Um, so yeah, I think he has to be a wrestler, but he also has to be a television producer. And what I mean by that is he he should know camera angles. He should know camera men's names, camera numbers. Um, he should be in a and have a great relationship with the director, which is uh, you know. Um, it's not Kevin Dunn per se, but there's different guys the that sit in that seat. Yeah, the person the who's actually, yeah, who's actually running the whole thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And so you want to have a great relationship with that guy. But look, you sit down with the talent. You let them put their match together. You give them critiques. You walk around the ring. Maybe we should do it here. And if you're a good, if you're a producer like like Vince wanted them to be, that's why he changed the name. Then you can help them with how do we shoot this from a television standpoint to tell the best story visually. And so then we can start talking about utilizing our camera cameramen and cameras. And usually we have nine of them. Uh, you know, for, for a television, um, and then maybe a roaming camera somewhere too, but, but you can utilize all those to tell this great story to the viewer at home. Now it may not come off to the live event crowd that's present right then, but the viewer at home is who you're working for on a TV day. Cause it, you know, you got 4 million people, 3 million people, whatever, uh, opposed to 4,500 in the arena. Mm-hmm. So you play to the television. Um, and if you're a good producer, you can help them, play to the television audience a little more. Now, then once that's said and done, you can either walk and talk through some of that with your director or your, uh, or your shot caller, I guess. Um, but I think once the match starts to have that open communication and to be able to communicate it in an, un, you know, in a, in a way that. So you now be- you're able to pass camera cues. And oh yes. Information yeah. Like hey, that. Hey, here's what we're coming up on that big DDT off that back left buckle. You know what I mean? Hide now I just, now, now I just gave everybody a heads up to, hey, that back left buckle is our viewing point. And now the guy in the truck can start moving cameramen, can start moving. You know what I mean? We can start looking. So a good producer is like a television producer. I actually love that that he did that because mm-hmm. I think it it should you should be empowered if you're that... If you've been in the business that long and you've been working that long and you have this uh, ability to help these younger kids out and help it make the TV show good all at the same time, like, holy mackerel, that's an important job. Um, I hated that I got fired from mine. <laughs> <laughs> and let, let's paint the picture for those who really are unfamiliar with the aspect of when you're in the back calling the match during the match in Gorilla or in the truck. The amount of screens that you're looking at, how do you keep yourself focused to really, as you're looking at each camera and you're looking at what's the what's the on-air cam, what's coming up next, what you should yeah. be, how do you maintain that? Because you actually built a, a, a real skill set for, yeah. for being good at that. Yeah. So, so I'll tell you what, look, again, communication, clear communication with the truck, uh, relationship building communication you know what i mean like you gotta you gotta be like that because i'm gonna say mother and they're gonna say shut up you know what i mean and it's all gonna be fine and dandy at the end of the day but so that's what's the strong relationship because look you're flying by the seat of your pants and shooting from the hip 10 times out of 10 on a live television show and man it is so energetic and so fun but it's hot Hot buttons, hot people are getting hot on there. And so it's, you got to learn that too. Like we got to have thick skin. We're going to work together. We're going to get, do it. I'll apologize later. You know what I mean? Or I'll apologize beforehand, whatever. But yeah, good communication. And then, excuse me, what helped me, Ryan, was, you know, the actual guy in the truck has to look at everything and literally say, get ready, camera two, camera two. Ready camera. You know, he has to. I don't have to do all that. So what I had the luxury of doing was sitting and watching all those same shots in Gorilla, 
and knowing what I wanted the story, what, what the story I wanted to be told visually. So if I see a crowd shot of a, of a little boy crying or whatever, I can go camera three, camera three, that boy's credits, that's money. You know what I mean? Whatever. And they can, so it's just helping them do their job. They do their job very well, but it doesn't hurt to help to have a, a educated set of eyes helping you along with that. So I, twi- I, yeah. yeah, I don't know if that made sense. It, it does. So 2011, you're brought back as a test role for this, and are you excited to be a part of it, or are you a little trepidatious about it being different? No. So, so look, I, I, I'm an open book, and I kind of always have been. So I go in just you know, keeping my mouth shut and listening. and uh, But I, I said a few things that got shut down really quickly, and I was told later, blah, 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 we don't do that no more, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So I, I caught on. I caught on, and I'm not a – I don't – look, I sell if, you, if it's personal, but I know there's never personal. They dog me a little bit, whatever. It's all part of the gig. Um, but, yeah, I look, I, I knew all those guys. I knew most of them. Mm-hmm. Some things, some rules had changed. Some things had not changed. So, some things had changed and they made me think more to get around them. So they asked me to be more creative to get around them. And, and, and the example I was going to use was the double feed in a, in a, in a hot tag of a, a tag match. Mm-hmm. You know, used to be both guys can come in and then you would just stagger. One guy come in, bump, the next guy's right there, bump, double feed. Well, he outlawed that. And so how do you utilize the other person on the rig? And I spent a lot of time uh, thinking about that. And, and the Usos uh, implemented a lot of stuff that we talked about. Um, and New Day as well, utilizing that other person. How do we, It just made me get more creative. It made us get more creative and go, how can we do this? So he's not allowed to come in the ring. How can we do it? And look, if we had five five hours tonight, I would give you an example. You know what I mean? Because I love doing it. It's what I think I love to do. Um, I have no idea what we were talking about. No, you're, we're right on jacked. track, and you, I'm not even going to hit the button because we're in yeah, there. Yeah, I'm so jacked. I'm, <laughs> Was there anyone on the roster at that time that you were excited to work with? And I'll just refresh you as you came back. Zack Ryder, yep. Drew McIntyre, Jack Swagger, Alex Riley, Mason Ryan, Primo, Dolph Ziggler, John Morrison, Beth Phoenix, Eve Torres, Kofi Kingston, Evan Bourne, David Otongo, Michael McGillicuddy, John Cena, Alberto Del Rio, Daniel Bryan, Heath Slater, Tyson Kidd, Brodus Clay, Justin Gabriel, Ezekiel Jackson, AJ Lee, Caitlin Natalia, Tamina, Big Show, Wade Barrett, Sheamus, Christian Mark Henry, Randy Orton, CM Punk, The Miz, and R-Tree. Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bobby, you know, trademark. Uh, holy mackerel, yeah. So, so look, I, I, uh, I had worked with everybody I thought, but there was some new guys. I was look, Randy Orton was one I had not worked with before, mm-hmm. and I was excited about the opportunity to work with him because from a from the other side of the fence, from the creative standpoint, Randy Orton is is you know uh, who you want on your on your roster, and you get because you. Holy mackerel, you get to use that legend killer Randy Orton on your television show. And so that was really cool to me. Who I ended up spending the most time around in all actuality was Miro and Lana. Mm-hmm. Those, I had things. his I had his whole year, you know, he was undefeated. So that, that was whole, a little bit later on the timeline when you when uh, we yeah, 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 but, it was. But, yeah. but as I was this was when I was still producing though, mm-hmm. m- mostly producing not so much the writer yet. You know what I mean? Yep. Um so this was a different kind of a job description. Um but yeah, I got to work with them a lot and I enjoyed working with them. Uh we kind of have similar mindsets and and but I also got kind of pinned early on with all the entertaining stuff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, uh, 
mellow, whatever the, the basketball players' names are uh, that came on the show and did Miz TV, like I was producing that. The balls, like, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that's it. Yeah, the, yeah, Monty, Monty Ball. No, I don't know. What it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Monty Python. But but they they uh, when they would come in and they would do. Oh, Michael Strahan comes in. Yeah, does a Miz TV. I'm I'm the producer. On were you, it, you know around what I mean? for Bob Barker and were you around for the Muppets? Those two would have been incredible. To so, me. So, so I was around for the Muppets. Uh, I did not. I wasn't around. I don't think I was around for Bob Barker. If I was, I just didn't see him or, or take part in that. Uh, but I was around there for the Muppets. 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 In, any any time we did anything honestly entertaining, it was just like Brian, you got that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got it. And I was and I lo- I loved it. It's great you know to be I mean? in that position. I yeah, it, it is because it's fun. And so that's what I look like. Hopefully, I brought some of that to to the screen, and I know I did when when I was writing SmackDown. You know. So so let's take it back in the years. So we're still back in time, 2011 ish. When you came walking back in, what was the locker room like at the time that you observed? How was it different? It's actually it had been 11 years or so since you were yeah. there in the past. Yeah. Hey, look, I had seen some guys that were there now from TNA and on the indie circuit and all that stuff. So it wasn't like I was in unfamiliar territory, but everything had changed. And also I had changed. You know what I mean? Like I was probably a year, maybe a year and a couple months sober at this time. And my life had started to change and I had started to live my life differently. You know what I mean? Which is kind of how I still try to do it today. And it's just, it's very simple. Um, so what hit the thing now because yeah. <laughs> and this isn't the sober era yeah yeah i don't know i just forgot i just I, yeah i actually general just locker room yeah. vibe and atmosphere so that was there was a big change because i couldn't this do is that the video anymore. game era that you're walking <laughs> yeah, back yeah, into yes and look nobody it was very different nobody uh nobody drank a ton or did drug like you, there was a few guys that you knew went out but they didn't show up drunk or they didn't miss the show and so you're not gonna, you know, no blood, no foul, and so it was different. But like I said, I had changed a little bit too, and I also was looking at this from a different perspective. I wasn't in the locker room because that's where not where I belonged. I was, I didn't belong fraternizing in there with the younger talent. I belonged uh, producing their matches and right. maintaining a sense of somewhat of authority. Like I represent the office, so I have to represent the office you know what you, i mean you and being I, a playful playful youthful jovial yeah. guy is that hard for it you was, to, to hold it was on extremely to that? hard um and and i got speaking of hard <laughs> speaking of blue no, gonna make it hard easy <laughs> i want a t-shirt that says make hard easy we'll and you can that. do you look you can do h r d make hard and then easy you can do this is a whole hashtag. But That's now you're actually do. combining where like you get your blue chew with some Hardee's or Carl's Jr. Oh, in that part with the Yeah. Hey, <laughs> who doesn't love a good cheeseburger <laughs> with a <laughs> cheeseburger in LA, not too bad of a thing right there. That's what I call a Friday night. Or a Sunday morning. I don't care. Um Support for Oh You Didn't Know is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and a company that always supports your balls. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle for all around your grundle. 
Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, just like Road Dog right there, with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DOG at manscaped.com. So if my math is correct, we're talking about 8 million balls. Man, that's a lot of balls. A lot of balls. I had been using my old razor to shave my balls. We're oh, going to get personal right here. Because I didn't want any cross-contamination with, you know, the Understood. razor I was using on my face and head. But the old razor was, well, old. old. And I was terrified about getting cuts on my nuts. And not just the nuts. It's when you do that section of the shaft where you have to do like what a lift we, wait, and whoa. pull. What are we... Did you yeah. say nut cuts? Yeah, nuts were cut, man, and oh. the nicks and, and, yeah. I, and nicks on Look, the pricks. That's what Manscaped is all about. Absolutely. Reducing the nicks on pricks, cuts on nuts, and all mm-hmm. of that that it has to do. I'm telling you, when you pull the shaft and get that little spot where the where it connects, and it's like you're afraid you're going to like cut the jugular or something, but oh. no. I don't think there's a jug. I'm, go ahead. Sorry. We're going to cut off some blood flow circulation or something. But now that my performance package 4.0 arrived last week, Mm. it's a game changer inside this package. That's right. You'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer that dog is using and showing right there, the crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner if you just want a little, hey, a cool little pick-me-up, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. First off, let's talk about this lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say, I'm going to say it, probably the greatest ball trimmer ever, man. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and it has a 400K LED spotlight in case you need to get a look in a more precise shave. Or someone escaped from prison. (laughs) dog this trimmer's waterproof so if you're making that escape you can take it with you because when you get out you're gonna want to satisfy your needs and you're gonna want to have some clean balls at that point self-care is what this is you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor because with the waterproof stylings you can go take care of it in the shower and let it just go down the drain the light is great, waterproof, forget about it, and let me say I was able to get that intersection of shaft and scrote with less fear, less friction, and a smooth blade feeling that didn't bite. And when you've used a bad razor, you Ooh. know what that bite is I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather have a rattlesnake attack me. If you want to take your grooming game even further and up to the next level, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes that favorite product that dogs hold in, the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. And trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will say thank you. Manscaped even... But but, uh, my left one only speaks Spanish, so it says muchas gracias. (laughs) Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. 
bring your comfort in boxers to another level. They're warm, they're snug, they're comforting. You're going to like the way they feel. I care. I don't know if I can say that guy's life. It's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code DOG. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DOG at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code DOG. Unlock your confidence and always use Use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Are you working directly with Vince or under someone else directly? Walk so, us through that process. So at this time, when I'm on In my six-week, yeah, when I'm on my six weeks trial, it's it's John Lornitis, uh, who whom I'm reporting to, and uh, he was like, he wasn't in charge of everything then. Uh, oh no, he might have been in charge of everything then, but he was still in, like the head producer. Yeah, if, we, if we're at the end of eleven, th- yeah. this is before a bunch of execs changed out. Changed, and, and, right, right. So he was, but he was still like the head producer, and if he, anybody got called on the carpet, he would do the calling, and mm-hmm. and that was the case. So I reported to him for sure. Um, but during that time, I got to work closely with Vince and Hunter both, and you know what I mean. So it was, it was uh, wasn't like I was under an, an umbrella or anything. Like he he. He watched me perform, and he he saw what I was doing and how I was doing it, you know. Let's put your analytical hat on. As high as 5 million viewers are watching Raw when you return, and here we are 10 years later now, and we're hovering on Raw and SmackDown with an average of about 2 million viewers. Where are the wrestling fans going in a... Where's where's the viewers going, man? Yeah. Well, look, I don't have an answer, and even if I did, it wouldn't matter because <laughs> people are gonna fuss about the ratings. And but I, I, for one, think it's an archaic measuring system that's out of touch with reality. I think if you look on DVRs and people that, if you could calculate how many people are watching the YouTube clips and do, I think the people are still there. And I think WWE does exactly what what they say they do. They put smiles on people's faces. They're a family organization. Now look, wrestling fans can be mad about that. The PG era sucking and all that, but that's big business, man. That's, that's what, that's what he's doing that for. Um, the other company does the same thing. So I forgot what we were talking about again. Shit. You have we were on fire for about 30 minutes strong. And now we're just, we're just taking a little. Yeah. Maybe I should, maybe I should start drinking again. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. Hey, yeah, we'll yeah, I won't. We'll I won't. Maybe, clean. maybe we can lose this part. What were we talking about? <laughs> Numbers, but it's okay. I don't even think we need to lose. Oh, that. I oh, like where yeah. you're at. What did you enjoy most, arena shows or TV produ- production? Well, look, I, I love. I, I loved them both. It's fun. It's funner to, on the live events. It's funner because you don't have the limitations and the parameters. Um, time being the most important one. Um, but you also can like go outside the ring and spend some time out there. And you know what I mean? Like on TV, it's like, get back in there. Um, so look, I love a good live event match, but when I got back up there and I got into the production and the writing and the, you know, doing all this and seeing it come to fruition on uh, television or on pay-per-view and go, 
Holy mackerel. So, so I love a television show, man. I love when a television show comes off like it's supposed to. I love when you get, see that trademark come up there and you go off the air and you go like, heck yeah. You know what I mean? Like that came to pass. We, what we saw just came to pass and we didn't do any of it. We just came up with it all. And then like 40 other people went out there and executed and it came out. You know what I mean? So look, TV to me is, will always be special. Was there anything you struggled with in the transition of this role, or was it a really quick learning curve for you? Yeah, so, so this sounds braggadocious, and it's I don't not. mean it that way, but it, it just came easy to me. Mm-hmm. And it came, it came easy to me because, look, I believe, and so I'll use these, this analogy, Arn Anderson came up a generation before me. So the generation before me wasn't talking about camera angles and where to, how should I stand here for you to shoot me on my entrance? Should I, how, when are you going to play my music? Like, they didn't talk about any of that. So I was brought up on the prefaces of, I believe, or the... Uh, I, that's probably screwed that word. Precipice. Whatever. That's what I meant to say. Uh, Precipice. Thank you. It's a precipice. You understand? It's, I'm friggin' Mike Tyson. Over. I like it. Um, so, so. Oh, oh you try. You try. You want to. You want to get that bong rib deal. You want to get that 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 Mike Tyson cannabis I deal. This I know. Is a I know. This is. A, you. Oh, you son of a beast thing. I'm. I'm Ryan clever. James, you son I'm of a clever. beast thing. That's how we used to do things too. Like things happen out of nowhere, and you go, "Yeah, we meant for it to happen that way." That's All what, of a sudden, tomorrow, you're way. signing a six-figure deal with Tyson <laughs> to sell CBD gummies. I will, Mike. If you're out there, precipice. <laughs> yes, yes. So, oh, what was? It? Oh, no. Uh, I was on the edge of being in there when it was all TV. You know what I mean? Like it was. It kind of changed. Uh, it during that period of time where everything was TV. Now it's the Monday Night Wars, and it was, and it's all TV. And so I kind of knew stuff about that already, anyway. So going into that producer role, I have a vision. When I hear the match, and I hear a suggested finish, or I'm th- thinking of a suggested finish, I am executing it in my head as if I were the performer, and then I can translate that to the performer, and they can tweak it, they can do whatever they want, because look, the road dog ain't gonna do stuff that uh, you know Adam Cole's gonna do, or the road dog ain't gonna do stuff that Killer Cross is gonna do, whatever. And so here's what I would do, but you could do, and, and then we just spitball and come up with it and have a good time, you know? So let's go from the talent tweaking those ideas to the big bosses tweaking cool. the ideas. How much do the scripts change throughout a day of TV? Yeah. Well, look, there you're probably going to write six or seven scripts. <laughs> and, and and look, script changes uh they, they can be small changes. They, they can they can be very small changes and you're going you, you reprinted a, a whole nother yeah. draw, a whole nother uh script for this for the change of verbiage in this promo, but truth be told, if if that stuff if the truck doesn't know about that, if and I'm the only one as a producer, I have to relay stuff like that. Promos, this on this word, you need to sit on his face for a long time after this word. You know what I mean? So you're you're working with talent, with the producer, with the director, and you're you're putting together this television show that's live, and so it has to be done uh, without a flaw, and that is so impossible, but so fun to try. Your first pay-per-view back with the company is Vengeance, and it features the Miz and R-Truth defeating the tag team of Triple H and CM Punk with Kevin Nash's help. Randy Orton defeated Cody Rhodes. Big Show and Mark Henry ended in a no contest when a superplex destroyed the ring, and Albert Del Rio won the WWE title in a last-man-standing match over John Cena. What memories do you have of that show from San Antonio? 
So I look. I don't. You're I like remember San Antonio. <laughs> I thought I was in. Thought I was in Detroit. Uh, no, I remember it was Texas. <laughs> and then we did the TVs all along the coast. Um, but so. I didn't. I didn't do much on that pay per view, to be quite honest with you. I kind of just came in and Observe. sat around. I, I trailed Michael Hayes a lot, talked to because I know Michael, and so I thought oh, I'll stick with him. He's he knows what he's doing. He's from here. Uh, excuse me. Um, so so I didn't do too much. I do remember the ring collapsing because I remember rehearsing that and how I thought it was so cool. Uh, and so yeah, I, I. So let's let's break that down because rehearsal, like in my mind, I feel like that's a one and done, and maybe you get one shot to rehearse it, and then it's the shot live. Do you get to do it a few times? So you 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 we like to do things once that, that are that yeah, are stunt okay. oriented or or gimmick oriented. Um, so yeah, we did it. We had one try. We did it. Everybody was happy with how we did it. That's how we're gonna do it tonight. You know what I mean? And so so yeah, that look, but if it if it hadn't have been good or hadn't have, had, had we, you ever seen had, something like that before? Never never in my life. Like, and it immediately opened up my mind to holy mackerel, what can we do to have somebody lift the ring up and do, you know what I mean? Like a like a royal rumble where where uh three people are left and here comes Adam Shear or who you know bronze and he comes down and lifts the ring to where the they fall backwards over the top row and he just drops it and gets in and goes yeah um, but look I just started immediately going like oh what can we do here now that we can do this with these hydraulics and all this stuff uh, boy they got some great toys here yeah, that's incredible. It's yeah. announced that The Rock will be returning for the uh, to the WWE for the first time in seven and a half years to team with John Cena at Survivor Series for Madison Square Garden to take on R-Truth and The Miz. How yeah. big of a deal was it for Rocky to be coming back to the company at this point? Well, I, look, it was he was already a huge star, and it's the rock we're talking about. So, so always a huge moment, always a cool moment for me because he uh, gets only. Uh, a certain kind of uh, Fiji water and uh, the Red Line energy drinks, and he has a refrigerator stocked full of them in his locker room. And so when he's out rehearsing, he I go steal and steal all his, <laughs> his Red Lines and his awesome waters. Oh, uh, but no, it's that. Uh, look, yeah, what do you think about yeah. that rock? That's he where the missing drinks went. <laughs> I told him, hey, "Do you mind if I get a?" Uh, but but he was already a huge deal. And so for him to be coming back was another huge deal for him to be working and, and in an advertised match, uh, it was a really huge deal. And so, yeah, I think, look, I think it was awesome. I, I think the bigger question is when you hear this a decade later, you go, Miz and our truth were a team and against punk and rock. <laughs> like, but it, but it worked and it was, it was actually really cool. I thought it was great. So how involved are you in the creative process at this time? Is this more so just that producer and your and your tweaking angles and, 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 and matchmaking, or are you actually influencing some ideas? So, look, I'm, I'm not influencing ideas yet, and I don't think I started doing that until I got, kind of got in front of them as a member of the writing team. And, and I, wasn't, I didn't go straight to lead writer of SmackDown. Um, I went to join the writing team and just was a member of the writing team for a while uh, before that opportunity came up when we were going to, uh, you know, split the brands mm -hmm. again or whatever. It's always fun to have an ally. Who is your favorite agent to work with? Well, when I was a worker, uh, it was always Jack Lanza because he didn't care what you did. In, the back, like, in this role, yeah. when, when it was in, just in with this, the, were there other people that maybe you wanted to run ideas by before yeah. going to the big boss? Uh, it's Michael Hayes. It's Michael Hayes, man. He's the go-to. And, and you think what you want to about Michael Hayes. 
Michael Hayes has been making money and making a lot of people money for a long time because you got you get there and you sit in the inner circle and you find out quick this dude's an idea guy and not, and most of them are good you know what I mean and so I hooked my wagon to him as quick as I could favorite writer to work with hmm Steve Guerreri I'm gonna say he was uh, him and Johnny Russo were uh, were and me were like the lead writers of SmackDown when I was the writer, lead writer of SmackDown. Buck kind of stopped with me, but they were my right and left hand. Um, so Steve Guerrero, he had a great... Oh, Johnny has a great... Uh, especially for me, because I'm a hothead and I'm quick and I want to talk fast and I want to do all this. <clears throat> so Steve and Johnny both had a really good demeanor where they could go like, okay, okay, let's talk about this for a second. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and Steve Guerrero was really smart. He was a really good writer. Really good writer, and uh, and I enjoyed working with him a great deal. All right, we're chatting, we're talking. I didn't even when I was performing, I didn't even know if we had writers or not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. You just did your own thing. Yeah, didn't just whatever. Man, we've been going for a while, so let's take a little bit of break because we're getting into the business. We're building a bridge of professionalism to your past experiences, yeah. and let's take a moment, talk to our listeners of how they can build and have a better quality of life with a better night's sleep, oh. courtesy of Chili Sleep. Yeah, we got to change the tune up on this one, too. Science tells us that the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering core body temperature. Temperature-controlled sleep repairs muscles after a hard day's work and improves cognitive function, so you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Chili Sleep makes customizable, climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Chili Sleep makes the Uller and Cube sleep systems, hydro-powered temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. These sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili Sleep can help make that happen. And for an extra layer of comfort, they also make the Chili Blanket, the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. I used to sleep very restless, pulling the sheets and blankets everywhere and constantly flipping and fluffing my pillows, making a mess in my bed to make in the morning. Since using Chili Sleep, I'm relaxed, I'm calm, I'm cool, I'm comfortable, and I'm sleeping steady, waking up with the sheets and comforter pretty much in the same place they started, and my energy levels are high when I wake up, just like I have throughout the day. What? And I've been feeling phenomenal thanks to my chili sleep cooler so head over to chilisleep.com slash dog to learn more and save 30 percent off the purchase of any new cube or Uller sleep system this offer is available exclusively for oh you didn't know with road dog listeners and only for a limited time that's chili c-h-i-l-i sleep.com slash dog to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day it's not just me right you love it no it's not just you I tell you what I put that you told me like put it on 60 or whatever (laughs) it'll go down to like 
55, I think. Yeah, 55, I think. Uh, I put it on 60, and man, it it don't take long to get cold. And then I put it on uh, like 115, yeah, the warming one, just to try it out. And I thought, oh my God. Then I started looking into, I can program my on my phone a schedule as to when to cool and heat. And it's uh, it's crazy. I, I love it. Though. Mentally, I, I can't go to the heat mode because I'm not, like, not it's yet. Oh my t- Lord. It's where we live in Florida. Florida. It's I don't know if it's degrees. Gonna, I don't know if winter's ever going to, but, but like, but, but if bring, it to my, bring it to my parents and yeah. my sister in yeah. Chicago and. I All want right. that. Uh, they also have like a heated blanket or a uh, weighted blanket. Yeah. Um, you read about it in the read just now. <laughs> That's where I heard the genius idea. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, let's get back into some dirt in the timeline. Oh. But it's not your dirt. It's someone else's, but you just happen to be for uh, be there for it. It's announced that Evan Bourne is suspended due to a wellness violation oh. due to marijuana. Mm-hmm. Being someone who got yourself clean, what did you think of the drug policy of WWE at the time? Well, look, I, I look, they got a strict one, too, and it ain't no joke. And uh, when I went back this time, it was the first time I'd ever gone back thinking, like, well, you can P-test me. I'm clean. Uh, that was literally the first time ever. Um, and so as I did for my job, you know, you know when I finally got the Suddenly the fanny pack just had wipes and nothing <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, there were just travel wipes and, like, blood pressure medicine and some Lipitor. And... <laughs> That's about it now. Uh, sometimes I live on the edge, like you know, and I'll take a nighttime Alka Seltzer. <laughs> Bro, talk about chilly sleep. You take a nighttime Alka Seltzer and set that sucker on 60. See ya. Wake Heaven up on in earth. the morning. Heaven on earth. I'm so excited to get in my bed tonight. I don't even know what you were talking about, Ryan. <laughs> what was the <laughs> irrelevant, I guess? We're just trying to pop up. Oh, a the, the, about the, drugs. the wellness policy. Yeah. 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 I uh, can't remember because of them. Um, but look, I do. They have a tough policy, and I think they're rightfully so. They had a lot of people pass away on their watch, and 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 that's not. I don't think that's on them. I just think it makes you weary and make you go like, okay, we gotta. You can have your prescribed stuff, and you can do this and do that, but you, you can't go crazy. You know what I mean? And so, look, I do think marijuana, uh, which I I'm not sure of this, but I think is different now, um, and I do think it should be looked at differently. I think a lot of states have made it legal now. My wife, who has a lot of chronic pain and uh, and neck has had neck surgery and bolts in her neck and everything, uses uh, medicinal marijuana for a lot of pain and sleep and. It's it's done wonders for so yeah, I kind of I, I think I WWE sing the praises took, of that. I think WWE took the Amsterdam stance where they didn't legalize it, but they decriminalized it for yeah, those yes, who use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and look, that's that's smart because look when I when I was when I was there the first time after we talked about that WrestleMania payday was cut in half off of marijuana fines, and I just thought, what in the world? Okay, take it. I don't know. I'm high. Uh, don't do drugs, kid. You won't Kids. get high, <laughs> <laughs> boss man. All right, who was the first person to yell at you over something? This is a fun one. You know what? It's it's it, there wasn't. Oh, so, you got yelled at. Come so, on. So, so the first time I got talked stern to, and <laughs> and which is scare more scary if it's talked stern to you, was uh, um, Tyrus. So was then he was. Uh, Brodus. Brodus Clay. So I had his match because he was entertainment. So I was his agent. I was his agent a lot, too. I loved working with him, by the way. Uh, smart dude. Always loved to have a great conversation with him. Um, so he shot, or two, he was wrestling in two, two people on Superstars. It was a handicap match. So the two people shot him into the ring or into the ropes. He came back and he double clotheslined them. Well, 
Vince doesn't allow double clotheslines. And I didn't know that at the time. And so... I don't think I can do that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So, so he just held, you know, the two guys threw him in. He just held his arms out. Boom. Double clotheslines him. Boom. So, so you do that a lot, especially in a handicap match. I actually thought it was fitting still to this day. But he, this is how he teaches you. The, the first time you make that mistake, he came to me and we had to do that match all over again. They had to go back out there and do it again. And don't, 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 don't double Irish whip him and do the double clothesline spot at this time. So it's so, like walking up to the talent and say, uh, we got to go do it again. I was actually talking to the talent and telling him what Vince had just told me. And Vince walked up right behind me and stood there with us, kind of telling us. And I was like, I told him, I said, look, that's on me. And then Vince afterwards was like, don't take blame for that. And I was like, well, I'm the producer. The buck should stop with me, right? And uh, so, so I don't know. Look, no, that, it's that. Fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love him. I love him. The gravitas is so. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. Screw it. Uh, uh, who, sat, who finally sat down with you after six weeks to bring you in full time? So that becomes Johnny? Yeah, it was Hunter just called me and said, look, yeah. do you want to do this? You and, and so that, that, was, that was right wrong. I say that a lot, too. Right or wrong. Uh, Hunter contacted me for a lot of stuff because we <laughs> because of our relationship. And he would just say, look, when you get here on TV, they're going to ask you to sign some crap. And then Mark... Uh, what was Mark's Carano. Carano. Um, would, sorry. Would, would uh, you know, have crossed the T's and dot the, the I's and stuff. And yeah, 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 yeah. A celebratory meal. Do you remember being excited that you had a full-time gig back with them? No, no I mean, I kind of felt like I did anyway because I felt like from the get-go it was a really good fit and I, was, I felt like I had something to offer them. Um, not that any other agent didn't um but they were older producers who were like the arn anderson like i talked about arn uh while he is so great in the ring and, and he was literally one of my favorite wrestlers growing up and and his promos are to die for like he's one of the best promo guys uh ever and so but he had like i told you he came up a generation before me so while i'm talking about this tv stuff he's not with me you know what i mean and there were some of those and so i felt like it so I used to hear that Arn after live events when having to go write in the producer's report as not being a tech guy who can go type the report would have to call Carano and like verbally like, recite <laughs> well, the report I, I, for Carano <laughs> to type at so, like 11.30 p.m. Yeah, Friday, Saturday. Well, look, what the, so, so that's, a, look, that's another thing talking about time differences. Back then, Lanza would call, Jay Strongbow would call and leave a message on a recorder at the studio or in, at the office office and go everything went well no injuries here's the gate we're going to the next town you know what i mean 1434 yeah. for yeah. a gate of 132,876 last yeah. time in the venue main event was yeah see now now that's what the, when you get this producer report man you almost got to be stinking uh you know you Bill gotta Gates be, you gotta be something. good with computers yeah you have to be good and and so that's why they and look that's invest in the future too with with younger guys that's why now i was that guy like arn anderson that they removed and put in younger guys who can do that kind of stuff and they got the same thing to offer uh just not as much experience you know what i, I mean i love when i see your phone and not that i see your messages but when i see something pop up and realize that like your screen has like four words at a time oh yeah, the, yeah. Words the font so is so huge huge the only oh, time I, I my uh my future son-in-law yesterday grabbed my phone and he was like i want to help you but i cannot read this font and i was like he said 
there's like literally two words on your screen right now. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm wait, getting wait. old. So now you're back in the company. Is anyone reaching out to you as a hookup to try to get back in the company? Uh, not this early, but as I got in there, yeah, I mean, that, that happens. But look, I've done the same thing since I've been released. Just reach so out I was to just going to say, hey, so like, when hey, things bro. change with the structure of change that's going on right <laughs> yeah. now and you're back, I'll be like, Donald well, and that's what, and then, and then, yeah, yeah, and then Je- Jeff went back up there and charged a live events. And so it made me think, like, well, look, maybe, that you know, second chances are uh, not uncommon with these guys. So uh, maybe there's a chance. And I would love to go back up there and work. I, I would love to work under different circumstances, uh, but I still think I got something to offer. I mean, it's got to be part of the legacy of every superstar to get fired once. It gives a good chapter in the future. Let book, alone right? twice. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite person to work with just coming back? Hmm. As far as what? As far as talent. As far as talent, so you got to help produce some matches. So who did yeah, who did yeah, you yeah, like yeah. to to work with and see their development so, so, and growth? So, so I know everybody's going to laugh at this, but I'm dead serious. I loved working with Kali. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kali was a guy who was respectful, but he would also tell you, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I go, okay, well, look, Kali, you don't have to do that. But what I'm, th- I'm trying to start the ball. I'm trying to start the conversation. Maybe he come in, I uh, give him boot. Oh, perfect. Let's do that. <laughs> so I actually loved working with him. And in all actuality, uh, he knew how, how, what Kali did really well, and he didn't try to do anything other than that. And so we had a great relationship, and we had a good time working together. Let's go back to that Rock match coming back for Survivor Series. How, ma- how amazed were you that Rock was able to get back in the ring and just be the Rock again after all that time? Yeah, well, look, so... so, so Here's I'm amazed for one thing that you can do. Got those, <laughs> yeah, the team. yeah. Here's yeah. Here's he's the deal. You know when it when it comes to to uh, him coming back, he's always in great shape. It's got to so, be tough for him what to keep up his do. diet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Work on the diet for the pay per view body. Uh, but but he you do make. Uh, amenities or whatever for for guys like him he probably had somebody and i don't know who that somebody is i know when brock did it it was always curtis axel would go and they'd have a ring set up somewhere and they'd go work out or whatever and so i'm sure he was getting back into ring shape uh before he got in there and look that's what every great performer does uh back in the day you'd see them before it was uh before it was every month a pay-per-view or every three weeks a pay-per-view uh you'd see them get pudgy and then diet and get ripped up for the big pay-per-view coming up. You know what I mean? That's how it used to be. Now he just stays in shape all the time because he's in friggin' movies all the time now. (laughs) I joke about having the resources to have a chef for your trainers, but you still got to put in the work regardless. Yeah, 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 that's the truth of it. I mean, yes, he has a guy show up that that is his uh, punching bag and, and work partner, but he's still got to get in there and do it. And he's still got to get back in shape to get in there and do it at that level, main event level of what, what pay-per-view did you say it was? SummerSlam? I think it was Survivor Series. A Survivor Series. I'm, I'm probably the idiot in saying it wrong. That's okay. No, it was. It's it probably is. Summer Series. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Survivor shots. Did, did Did you know that Rock versus Cena was going to be the money match at this point? Um... No, no, still no, I did, I did not, I did not. I'm trying to think about that time. No, because I thought maybe this was a a one-off type deal when he came back in. Mm-hmm. As I got into the 
behind the scenes deal a little more sitting in on on meetings and create well maybe i have brian sit in on this meeting and so then i started sitting in on creative meetings i started hearing stuff like that but gotcha. it was later you know after survivor series cm punk went out in the media talking about rock not shaking hands do you think he was working an angle and what was rocky like backstage for the show do you remember any of this uh, going on uh, I, so I, I do not remember. Uh, I wasn't that high up yet. Um, I probably I don't remember what sh matches were on that show, but I probably had like the Santino Morella or something like that, um, which I love. By the way, he was my Comedy. favorite wrestler. He was my favorite wrestler for like a decade. Mm -hmm. uh, Everything you gave him, like <laughs> you give him the stupidest <laughs> idea in the world, they make it gold on TV. And anyway, y'all never forget when he. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> I go down rock those, shaking oh, rock hands and, or rock not and, yeah. shaking hands I don't, and I don't know, CM you Punk know, causing a little look, stir. Look, it's, so, so Punk, I believe Punk was two, two things. Going into business for himself in a good way, like starting Making conversation. And, and it was basically starting a conversation with the uh, grassroots wrestling fan of this big Hollywood guy went away and now he's coming back and they want me, the workhorse, to wrestle him. And uh, you know what I mean? And so it was it was uh, the plumber versus the, the movie star. Um, and so he needed, to, he needed to say like, hey, he wouldn't shake my hand. He needed something. The story needed something. And so whether that was true or not, I liked it. I thought it made something there uh, where there might not have been otherwise. And look, Punk is a guy that will cause trouble. He will say things to r wrinkle your feathers, and he's done me that way. And I always say, well, you know, let anybody push your buttons unless you let them, you know. And I, I agree with that. I'm, I let him. Um, but, but he can do that. So I can understand how Rock being a little standoffish and punk being a little, I guess standoffish is a nice way to put it too. I can understand there being frustrations putting that stuff together. You're brought on to TV in Norfolk for the Raw Super Show Slammy Edition where you announce CM Punk is winning Pipe Bomb of the Year. Whose idea was it to put you on TV and for you to make that announcement? Yeah, it was one of the writers, and I don't remember which one. I want to say Ed Kosky or something, one of the, one of the high-up writers. Uh, just thought, oh, well, he's here, he's in-house, he's known for his promos. Have him do it. You know what I mean? And it's, ah, you know, they got to save some money. You don't, you don't, you don't you, <laughs> hey, you get me a black hat, I can turn backwards and a DX shirt, we're in business. You know what I mean? And that's, so that's, yeah, they got, they got me. <clears throat> it was great though, because look, stuff like that keeps you relevant. You know what I mean? It keeps you in the public eye. It keeps you, keeps you out there um, and keeps you fresh. So I, I enjoyed doing that kind of stuff. All right, I'll do a classic tease and build up some anticipation so that when we come back, we're going to chat more about CM Punk, the Pipe Bomb promo, and your appearance on really? the Slammy Awards. Do, do we have to? Edition of Raw. <laughs> uh, oh, this is, this is getting controversial. But before we do that, let's get the blood flowing, those endorphins pumping, and the music thumping, because it's time to do the hard work. Easy. And we try to pump up that pecker, because guys, the temperatures aren't the only thing that's rising this summer. That's we pump right. it up. This episode is sponsored by Blue. Pump that mother. Uh, Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the bedroom. Especially it when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers Blue the Chew. same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. 
but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity spontaneously arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward, uncomfortable conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Hey, this guy needs dick pills. (laughs) (laughs) You don't got to go with that anymore. Blue juice tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. Blue juice. Women say there's nothing sexier than confidence. Confidence. And blue juice can help give you the confidence where it counts. So uh-huh. if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code it's DOG free. at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code DOG to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more Blue details Chew. and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. We're making hard easy. I've just come up with a new tagline for him. That was wild. <laughs> I loved it. I love that. Dick That's like pills. an outer body experience. Hey, can we get a price check on this guy's <laughs> dick pills? You know, hey, truth be told, it's the awkward conversation, man. Look, I'm at that age and I have heart uh, issues. And so it's like, oh, what, do I, what do I do here? So I've had those awkward conversations. And for you to be able to have this stuff sent uh, in a discreet package uh, to your house... But nothing in your screen. I could do it. Dog. I could do it with a straight face. D O double G. All right, okay, let's get into it. What do you think of CM Punk at this time? He was building the controversy, and he was creating something that was resonating with with, with the section of the fan base. You, you were building something that was heating up. A hundred percent. And and so so again, I, I say this quite often, and it, it's my motto: I'm smart enough to know I ain't smart enough. What I did not see in him, all the fans did, and so it's none of my none of my is not up to me to keep the, him from being over. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't have done that anyway. I don't know what I'm talking about. And had but, you seen the pro- had you seen the promo yeah. in the summer? So yes, yes, I had seen the promo and I was following it and everything. And it, you know, it was a it was a but but what I what I want everyone to understand is yes, they were his feelings, but like. I know the guy that wrote it with him, and and so it's it wasn't as oh my lord, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't all. It wasn't all. It's like he went shoot shooting on everybody. Um, but I guess that's what the viewer thought. So more power to him. Uh, MJF like that. That was a that was a pipe bomb. But also a work too or how do you stay on the air you know what I mean you don't get to go out there and call the boss every name in the book and we keep your microphone on we send some security out there to haul your ass out of the ring uh, and if security can't do it I'll come out there so, um, but <laughs> yeah so Slammy Awards you get to give the award for Pipe Bomb of the Year yeah. and the crowd reaction from your re- for, for your return was was wild was this a big moment for you yeah, well, look, it always feels good because it's me and it's not Billy and it's not me and Billy. It's just me, and I, so I'm always the insecure one, right? That goes like, oh, do they remember? Will they? Will they know? And so, the, the, me walking out there and them remembering who I was always made me feel really good. Let's go watch this. This is fun. Cool. We won't talk over it since I'm talking. It's me, 
It's that D-O-double-G mobbing one more time with the WWE. Y'all, I have to bear with me because I'm trying to keep all my verbiage PG. He can rhyme. You see, that's a tall order for the D-O-double, but I'm trying to be a good boy and trying to stay out of trouble. But I don't think they'll mind if I say this right here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, the WWE proudly brings to you its 2011 nominees for Pipe Bomb of the Year. (laughs) (laughs) And then the top. Pipe Bomb. All right, who's ready for yes. field tripping? Green Bay Whiskers! <laughs> what's up? Here's what's up, our truth We're in Milwaukee, you fool! Obama, Obama impersonator. Oh, Obama. Go like this. Then like this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just... You have any involvement in that? You said you weren't with Santino because of comedy. Uh, not yet. What? Randy! Riley! You want a shot of whiskey? What? Vodka? What? Anything? What? Randy! Riley! Randy! Riley! Randy! Jimmy! <laughs> <laughs> little Jimmy come marching home! Hoorah! Hoorah! Well, little Jimmy come marching home! Anything he touches is gold. Hoorah! And can you believe he's like 70 years old? From Brewster! C O N Spiracy? And if I see a spider, he thinks this is a joke. He thinks you're joking. Yeah. No, no, I don't think it's a joke. Oh, you're probably right. He probably needs medication. That's all. <laughs> hey, you crazy? <laughs> Look that shot right there, Eve Torres. Ducky quack quack. Ducky quack quack. What? Here comes Ray Bazir. He's gonna fly. He got caught up in the light. Whoa! How the clothes captioning person handle that one? Oh my goodness! Shucky Ducky! With the greatest of ease! This is ridiculous! I stole all of my line, my signature stuff! (laughs) Did you not hear what I said? Yeah, you said that. (laughs) Wait, wait. This got to be your bowl. I said that. (laughs) What you should be concerned with is the rock size 15 boot. Rising up and kicking him right in his lady parts. You want to see the text message my little sister Shalene sent me last night? OMG, Kevin Nash, WTF, thought he was dead, LOL. What is this? What does it look like, Andy? And by the way, Cena's lady parts trending worldwide. We may never make the announcement, but he'll let this go on all night. Save it to Bowman. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> stop the pain! <laughs> Sir, I'm afraid your music is just too loud. No, I'm afraid I can't make the family reunion this year. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are, but what? <laughs> you are delusions. You are out of your mind. You're kind of pathetic. You are perfect. I'm trying to get over. Nobody pushes that button. John. What's up, bro? He's on my show. He was on my show. You need to tell me in front of the WWE universe that you respect me. Tonight's milestone episode of SmackDown moves it into second place on the list of the longest running, (laughs) longest running milestone in the history of weekly running television programs. Where, oh, where are my WWE? 
Oh my lord! <laughs> I don't know if we should oh. talk or not. How do you watch. pick a winner out of those? And the winner wow. is <laughs> your WWE champion, CM Punk. Right. Wow. Cut that. We're going to get well, licensed. That's not appropriate. Uh, yeah, 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 we'll cut it before it was say CM Punk. And then. So I didn't prep watching the clip. I can't. I don't remember how funny and entertaining that was. That was well, the, nonstop like, laugh a minute. Yeah, laugh it's a really like tr- truth is always gold. Uh and and <laughs> Teddy Long is as well. Uh, anytime he had scripted stuff, it was funny to watch. Um, but yeah, so that was a great. I think I had a great time. I I don't know. So now you're in this producer and agent role, a producer role. So I don't know why I just said agent. Now you're okay. in the producer role. So we're not talking about your career anymore. We're talking right. about other people's, other people's career. careers. That's so, fine. I like I like that better. So Daniel Bryan cashes in his Money in the Bank contract and defeats Big Show to win the WWE World Title at TLC. What did you think of Daniel Bryan? Is this is pre the Yes era? This is before this started. Yeah. So I got to be honest with you. I think. Uh, look, I think the Yes thing made him. I know Daniel was a hell of a worker. I know Daniel could work circles around me in my prime, that's for sure. I know Daniel can do that about around most people, and he's a great worker. But I think what, like at this thing, I think the the, the uh, jury was still out, but the decision had been made because people had seen there's something here with this kid. There's something here with his how small he is and how this is tenacity and how he how hard he fights and uh, there's something here. This was the first step in let's see if we got something here. And then I think it transpired into look, I think his relationship with Kane and the dynamic and team hell no and all that hugely a, a huge part of him becoming a a character I was invested in as opposed to a really good wrestler. You know what I mean? I was in those anger management sessions with, with them, <laughs> along with Scorpio Sky. We were both Oh, is that those. right? Yeah. I'll be darned. Yeah, so look, those were hilarious, and they were great television, and it was a good dynamic between the tag team. And it was like, you know, every night it would be, yes, no, yes, no. Okay, come here. Uh, and it was just, it, it was just, it, was, it felt good, and it was good. You know what I mean? It, it had a feel-good uh, vibe to it, but they were also great wrestlers and one of them was friggin' Kane. You know what I mean? Yep. So I don't know. I thought that was what great. What a career he's had. Man, yeah. TLC also featured Triple H and Kevin Nash in a ladder match. Uh, how did you feel or, how, or or did it even feel odd seeing these two in a ladder match while you were in that producer role? Yeah, yeah, it was odd. And and look, but everybody knew it too. So it was constructed from that by you know, it was by design. Everything they did was by design. Like Kevin shouldn't be climbing a ladder. That's what we were talking about, right? Kevin, <laughs> Kevin and Hunter in the ladder mm-hmm. match. Um, but it was also like, okay, ladder match is is uh, a thing. How can we? What what can we? How can we do this without them having a five star wrestling match? Because that's not what they were going to have. And I think the ladder uh, came into a play where they could utilize that. And I, I thought they did great with what they had. You know. So we're going to stir up a little bit of dirt and stir the pot Uh-oh. with this quote from The Observer and then maybe get your perspective and truth on this situation. Okay. quote says, Vince was pushing Del Rio to be more aggressive and more physical to not work the sometimes softer Lucha style. 
and he pretty much told needs to come across as projecting more of a killer in the ring, and that's why Del Rio's forearms and kicks have been harder in the last week or two. Is this true that Vince was telling Del Rio to lay it in and kick some, you know, and, and, yeah, and yeah. make it real? Yeah, well, look, so I love the athleticism and acrobatics uh, that go together with doing a great lucha match. I love to watch a, a good lucha match, but he can't just be another lucha guy. He's a big, muscular, beautiful man. You know what I mean? Like, he, he needs to stand out. And so what Vince was trying to do was just get him away from the lucha thing. We can go back to there. If you work with, uh, you, know, you know, you work with a Ray or whoever, we'll go back to your lucha background and we'll... we'll you know, stay focused on your lucha uh, heritage, but yeah, he needed a butt kicker in there, and and you know, Del Rio had done some shoot fighting uh, before, so it was like, hey, I don't need you to beat people up, but we need you to be aggressive and get on people. And it, look, it was we were running with him. Um, you saw he beat Cena in that pay per view we just talked about, uh, Last Man Standing. So they were pushing him, that's for sure. Time to tell you about Rectech. An amazing company that offers wood pellet grills fueled by all-natural hardwood pellets, along with other outdoor lifestyle products such as coolers, apparel, grill accessories, and more. With grills ranging from $399 to $3,000, Rectech has grills for every lifestyle and every budget, with a key focus on flavor, convenience, and versatility. Their factory direct pricing eliminates the middleman, and all grills ship free. Plus, Rectech pellet grills are made with high-quality stainless steel and are built to last a lifetime. Rectech's flagship model, the RT700, comes with a 40-pound pellet hopper, 702 square inches of cooking space, the PID Wi-Fi controller, and a six-year bumper-to-bumper warranty. You can bake, smoke, sear, grill, and even dehydrate on the grill, all with the push of a button. And that's why those in the know choose Rectech. So it's time to toss that tasteless gas grill, messy charcoal grill, or even that overhyped brand name grill aside and join an elite wood pellet grilling family. By focusing on flavor, convenience, and versatility, Rectech sets the new standard in grilling. Visit Rectech.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Use the code BJAMES to get 5% off site-wide. That's 5% off their top-notch wood pellet grills, one-of-a-kind Rectech icer coolers, chef-tested rubs and sauces, accessories, merchandise, everything at 5% off. That's Rectech.com and use the code BJAMES. So with that comment, we don't need to beat people up, but we want to make... Do, do you think that gives talent the liberty to say, eh, I'm going yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be pretty, uh, pretty liberal. Stiff in there. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to be stiff in there. And look, that, that's the difference. Is If it were me and they came to me and told me that, I would go right to my opponent that night and go, hey, so they want yeah. me to be excessive uh, in, my, in my physical violence or aggression, so I'm going to do that, but I'll be as safe as I can, and I'll take it as good as I give it. And and so that way, at least we know going in, I'm not just taking liberties with you. Right. I'm I'm following orders, and I need to be more aggressive and more, and, and if that means stiff, then that's what it means. I'm still going to be safe, uh, but I might get snug with you. And, and we would just have that conversation. And look, I've had that conversation with a lot of people going out there for hardcore matches. Is look, I'm, I bring that crap, and I expect you to bring it too, because if you don't hit me and I sell something, I'm going to be mad. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you do something behind my back and I don't sell it, I'm gonna, it's, you, you just ruined our wrestling match. So, you know, I don't know. 
when that Vince has attitude. a directive like that, is that something that he talks to the talent himself, or does he pass it to you as the producer to then pass on to your talent? So, so he would pass it to the talent themselves, but he would also pass it to the producers. It would it would be a, like a, a sure. note made sure of, and, and somebody like Johnny or the lead producer would say... Redundancy. The, yeah, the next day at TV or, or whenever would say, hey, friendly reminder, uh, we've asked him to work a little more aggressive, so we want to stay on that, whoever's producing his match. You know what I mean? So we, we, the, the message would get out there. Hot Topics. How you doing? Sean Waltman, <laughs> a.k.a. X-Pac, is arrested on three counts of drug possession in late 2011. What was your relationship like with Sean at this point? And if it was good, did you reach out or anything? Yeah. Yeah, d- definitely it was good. It's always good. And yeah. I did reach out, and we had a bunch of conversations. And, you know, he, he was always under the impression that this is not going to happen. This is going to go away. And sure enough, it did. I don't know if he got anything out of all that at all. Uh, but he, he was under that impression from the get-go. Look, he was always a very uh, outspoken um, advocate for legalized marijuana. And he traveled with with things on him and, and you know what I mean? And he didn't mind doing it and he didn't mind telling an officer if we got pulled over and he said, I smell weed, X-Pac would go, Hey, that's mine. Here's the bag right here. You know what I mean? Like he just didn't, he didn't have a problem with it. And truth be told, they're not going to call you back to some town in Wisconsin to go to court over a, you know, $10 worth of weed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was in touch with him. I'm always in touch with him. One of my dearest friends. Are you giving a heads up as we're coming to the end of the year about you being in the Rumble? Did they give you time to prepare, or was this a spontaneous thing? Well, so so it was a spontaneous thing, and I had about a month to prepare. Um, I had not quit smoking cigarettes yet, so that was uh, a big problem for me in the match. Um, during that match, I got so blown up after hitting my stuff, I just got down in the cor- in the turnbuckle, and my brother Scott was a ref on the outside, and he just came to me and he said, "Just breathe, just breathe." And that sounds funny to the person, but like at that point when you're so blown up, you literally need to stop thinking of everything else and just breathe. You know what I mean? And so he was he was talking me through it all, and I thought, "Oh God, here comes I got another part here. <laughs> I got a feedback up for something." But the funniest part to me, look, I, I appreciate Miz and Cody Rhodes both came to me and said, please let me be a part of the jabs. And I was like, thank you. Uh, let, let me do something. Let me get something in before I get beat up. Right after that, though, if you see, uh, if we ever watched it or you watch it again, you'll see Jack Swagger, big boat, raw bone shooter Jack Swagger. Like he was, after I did some stuff, I looked and there he was. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just backed away from him because I was, he was beating people up and I didn't want to get beat up by Jack Swagger. Whose idea was it to put you in the match? The, the writers, you know, there's always a uh, nostalgic pop. Like I, I, I uh, when I was doing the Rumble, I fought hard to have uh, Bubba Dudley come in in Philadelphia. I just thought, man, that's a that's one you don't want to miss. You know what I mean? Even if he doesn't do anything or win, him his music hitting in Philly means something. So I, I don't think that were the case. But they had a guy in house that could get a nostalgia pop. It didn't matter if he won or lost. Get the pop. Do your jabs. Get crap canned and and. and, uh, and you know, the check is in the mail. Chris Jericho returns to the WWE beginning of 2012. What did Jericho bring to the table back then? So, like, look, his creativity, like him and uh, him and Kevin Owens, but also uh, Jimmy Jacobs, Chris Schofield. Uh, same guy, Jimmy Jacobs, Chris Schofield. He was on the writing team for a minute. Um, he wrestles as the zombie princess 
uh, Jimmy Jacobs. He is a genius, and uh, I think he's the lead writer now for Impact. Uh, so, so he he's he's got a great mind. It is outside the box mind. So a lot of Chris worked with him closely the whole time they were there. And I know uh, Kevin Owens is a really funny and, and naturally gifted guy. Um, so he helped out a lot too. But yeah, Chris brought creativity. You know what I mean? And and experience doing television where we're teaching the the uh john moxley's and the and the you know the the other guys of that era like how to be a wrestler on tv um crap you're gonna have to hit that ball yeah, yeah. That one was yeah, coming. yeah. we felt that one fade and let everybody <laughs> take a drink you know what i mean <laughs> All right, we we, could, uh, we could I don't even know what we were talking. <laughs> we're just trying to get you talking about Jericho. Maybe say something to be like that dude's a prick or something oh, well, like that. Look, so, so, we so, so, or- so so I don't think the dude's a prick. I think he's done extremely well for himself. Have he and I had our differences? Yeah. Have I, was I jealous of him also when he came into WWE back in the day and I was in active addiction? Yes, because he came in getting a push and beat me twice to to do it. Uh, but but you know nobody's remembering anything like that, Chris. Son of a. Uh, but, but, like, that's the kind of stuff back then that bothered me. You know what I mean? And I think about it today and I'm like, oh my God, what a pathetic existent man I am, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Chris, look, Chris brought creativity and experience back to the game. And so it helped the Kevin Owenses, the, the John Moxleys. It helped people see um, he led by example. I'll Let's talk about way. someone else in the Conrad family. Ric Flair is announced Ooh. as being part of the Hall of Fame class and to be inducted again as a member of the Horsemen, yep. but he's currently at this point under contract to TNA. What did you think of all that? Whoa, just craziness. You know what? I never I never knew any of that dealings. Like I didn't know if they were in cahoots with TNA for the I didn't know what was going on. I was still kind of just uh trying to be entertaining and and be a good producer at this point you know so more on the business side of things the yeah, w- for sure the wwe network is being prepped for it to be a go what did you think of this move and having all the pay-per-views then move to the wwe network eliminating the pay-per-view model <laughs> yeah well look it was scary to me because all it was all i had known the ppv model and and uh Holy macro, you're going to put it all on a network, and that's the. But look, the the idea, and and had the market probably not changed, this probably would have happened. What what the vision was would have like a one stop shop for everything wrestling, and it would be that WWE network, and I mean everything wrestling. Like it, it, that was the vision was we're going to wrap everything under this umbrella, and you go to this place to get your wrestling, no matter what brand it is. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I was terrified, and also I had no idea. Look, I still don't have any tech savvy. I'm not tech savvy at all. I don't get any of it. But it was scary. I was scared because I thought, man, what if nobody subscribes? What if you do You know, it was just a whole change of a business strategy. Uh, and the other one was the only one I'd ever known. So this was terrifying. But like he does time and time again, he gets out in front of stuff and, and makes it happen. And I remember when we said, when they said, this thing is a go, they still didn't know how to have a network how to run a network but that's that's how he does it by the seat of his pants we can do this now make it happen you know what i mean and then he has the people around him he surrounds himself with that team that will say yes sir and do it and so they didn't even know how to 
operate a network when they announced we're going to have a network <laughs> and figuring out how they're going to love it. how they're going to put it. stuff in all right let's stop take a breather and we're going to listen to how we could take care of our families and loved ones uh, courtesy of goliath life and when we get back it's time to rumble 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 if someone relies on you financially your spouse, your child, anyone. Life insurance gives you the peace of mind that they'll have a financial cushion if something ever happens to you. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Goliath Life helps make sure you're not paying a penny more than you have to for the life insurance coverage you need to protect those you love. At GoliathLife.com, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. The process is fast and easy with no hidden fees, upsells, or hassles. Goliath Life is your one-stop shop to find the life insurance you need at the right price. Head to GoliathLife.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's GoliathLife.com. We're at the Rumble now here in St. Louis. I, I probably should have given an intro. Hey, we're back. We're back. And we're at the Rumble now here in St. Louis. And I have to ask, dog, when the match is put together, can you explain how it works? How, how, how does Holy the Royal mackerel. Rumble so, come so, together? So, yeah. So uh, I was on the Royal Rumble writing team. And what they do is they get like Michael Hayes and me and Jamie Noble and, and one of uh, Adam Pierce was on there one year, the, the year he got there, uh, cause he was a fresh set of eyes. And so we wrote the rumble several years in a row, uh, and it was extremely fun, but it's extremely difficult because it's, you're coming up with parts, uh, of the match. And you got to think about okay, there's going to be a really long match with with everybody coming in. Uh, we got to you got to have different segments. Is there entertainment in there? Is there? Then you got to talk to the thirty people. Then you got to get their input. Then you got to take all that back to Vince, and he says yay or nay. And then you go back, and maybe you have to tweak. Um, so it's 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 very it's like herding cats to uh, to write the rumble. But then when you, everybody gets in a room and you start look, and Jamie Noble pitching the Royal Rumble should be. Uh, 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 a pay-per-view, whatever they're calling new pay-per-views nowadays. Premium live event. It should be a premium live event because it is the most entertaining thing I've ever seen in my life. He's also a wrestling idiot savant. So he he knows everything And that's just going through, talking about the action, that this guy's going to come in at this number and he's going to eliminate so-and-so. Yes, and And we come up with all the eliminations and all that, and then we go back and look, look, we look at that thing a hundred times, which... Does this guy need a bump run right here? Who needs a run right here? Who needs somebody needs to get rid of some people right here? We need to clear the ring. We need to, you know what I mean? So it's a man. It's a it's about a four day, uh, work probably twenty four hour total work process of, and that's just to get it in a place where we feel comfortable going and pitching it to Vince. You know that's what I mean? Structure. In, yeah, in yeah. That. that then we got to go to talent. Then we got to go. You know, is here's what we're planning. Um, do spots look, get worked out, re- or is yeah, a lot yeah, of for sure. At that but point? but spots do get worked out, but they get worked out in between the talent. You know what I mean? Like the talent will say, "Look, in between this this uh, elimination and that elimination, I'm going to do this thing where me and you do this." And that's so that's that's how my jab spot gets in there. I so somebody goes out, here I come in, I slide in, duck one, big bang boom, here we go. You know what I mean? So it's it's doing that thirty times and then trying to make. 30 different superstars stand out in some way all while making one stand out the most. You know what I mean? Right. 
So you come in at number 23 for this match. And I thought I had it. I thought I had it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so, just kidding. I knew the finish. I didn't have it. I, I, had I never an old, had it. I had an old roommate I used to live with, and we used to tell, you know, it used to be the pitch <laughs> that anyone could enter the Rumble, and it was the one. We used to tell him this was the one match of the year that was real, and yeah. if you were able to eliminate someone, you can get that shot. And, they, and, they, and they'd buy it, and it was Oh, great. yeah. Well, that's not the case. It's not the case at all. Like, they threw me out of the ring, and I landed on my fat ass. You get a real good reaction. I'm going to say, how did you feel? You're going to say, look, every time I'm in front of the crowd and they make... Yeah, yeah. Well, I, look, I did I did feel good. I felt I felt good coming out because of the response uh, that I got initially. Um, so I felt I felt even better uh, once I got in there and started doing my jabs and they start chanting, you still got it or whatever. And then literally right after the second set of jabs, I couldn't breathe. Uh, literally till we got to the next town uh, that after that evening about three in the morning. Like I just blew up so bad because I was in such bad ring shape. Um, yeah, it was horrible. All right, I'm feeling froggy, so I'm just like grilling you today and poking okay, cool. and stuff. Yeah, do this it. one's funny because Dirty Dave, the dirt digging observer, had this Ooh. to say where he starts to compliment you, but then of course couldn't leave it. At <laughs> he that. never he never can leave it at that. He hates the, he hates these Armstrongs. Quote <laughs> Road Dog was next in at thirty four minutes. He got a good pop and looked good in there. The crowd was <laughs> chanting, You still got it at him, and seconds later the place went quiet. <laughs> Hey, he ain't wrong about that. Oh, Uncle Dave ain't wrong about that. It's nostalgia. Hey, I like you. I want to see you do your th your thing. Okay, now I could care less about you. And that's just how it is. It, I felt that same way on this whole second run. Like it was a cool nostalgia pop, but like they weren't invested in us anymore. And that's that's I mean by design. I hadn't been there in so long. So oh, old Dave wasn't wrong about that. I just like see it one more. Jay Oso was next at thirty five twenty two. He did his father Rikishi's running butt bump on Road Dog, but the crowd was quiet at this point. <laughs> and then repeats the same line. No reaction to Road Dog by that point either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Dave. I don't know why you hate me so much. But I mean, I I don't care really either. <laughs> Barrett threw you out at thirty nine oh five. Wait, hey, it takes a good man to beat me. It just don't take him long. <laughs> You're in for five minutes, but how crazy are those five minutes? You're oh breathing hard. <laughs> I literally could don't remember anything but my brother telling me to breathe, and then I remember I got to get up so Wade can throw me out. Uh, yeah, I, I shouldn't have. I had no business being in there. Let's be honest. So working with guys like Jay and Wade Barrett, how is that fun? Oh, look, I, oh, it's so fun, so fun. Look, I got to work with Usos later on a little more, but Wade Barrett, I'm a huge fan of Wade Barrett. Uh, everything he does, by the way, he's a star. He's a top-notch uh, class I like act. when he commentated Ultimate Beastmaster <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I don't even know if he really did that. I thought that was a Monty Python guy. <laughs> um, but, but, but Wade Barrett, huge fan of his, so I thought, oh, this guy... You know, let him throw me out. Were you happy um, with the appearance? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Look, it let me know. Uh, right after that, I quit smoking cigarettes. Um, so that literally was the reason I quit smoking cigarettes at the time. I had quit taking drugs, but I was still smoking cigarettes. And I thought, man, I don't want to be smoking these cigarettes if I'm not drinking or doing drugs. What am I smoking for? And so when I had that occurrence happen, and I'm dead serious, we drove three hours to the next town after that pay-per-view. And even then, I tried to smoke a cigarette. I couldn't. And I, I couldn't catch my breath. It was like it hurt so bad in my lungs. Uh, they were burning because I was fat and out of shape. <laughs>
other than performing in the Rumble. Did you agent any matches on that show? No, not that one. I, I, I actually said, hey, can I please not have one? Uh, or if I do, can I follow somebody? You know what I mean? Where I can kind of, they can kind of do the producing and I can just kind of uh, skate around with them, you know? Anything else you'd like to share about this return? You being back in the Rumble, 10 years since previously being a part of the company, the excitement, the energy, anything. You're like, no, it was just... Well, I was waiting for you to finish and I was going to go, nope. (laughs) But no, I didn't know. (laughs) I know. I can't take you anywhere. I love the commercial where the girl goes, look at me, I'm eating lasagna. That's you guys. <laughs> I don't know why that I, that came to me. Um, but yeah, no, look, I love that. I loved working there. It was, it was, I was just starting to kind of uh, feel my oats. I don't know if that even, I feel. Feel yeah, I my know. oats. I don't even know. I don't know why I said that or if that's even a thing. It's like Wilford so, Brimley when he's like, he's yeah. like. <laughs> I'm here to feed, like, uh, feel my oats. Tell you what, I love a good maple and honey oatmeal. <laughs> Nothing makes my heart tick like a... Anyway, um, what, what, yeah, I, I love that time. I love that time in my, in my career. But I, it was funner to for me to work on the, behind the scenes than it was in the ring. And that's why when I had that second run in 2014 or whenever it was um, with the Uso, where we took the titles and yeah. dropped them to the Usos and did that. I came back for that reason. Like when Hunter gave me that thing like you could come back and drop it to the usos down the road and i thought that's really cool because it it's not about us you know what i mean it's about the future uh we'll give you the past for a second but only to remind you how good the future is and and so i thought that was a really cool opportunity that they gave us and so yeah i loved working with jay um and jimmy i didn't, never knew him apart until uh <laughs> until i got to like after i'd been working with him for like five years i was like wait you're john i'm not smart uh, so I would always run into him at the PC separately and in rare and brief instances. So yeah. there was no it's way difficult. to ever yeah, if you, out. Well, now I know them apart. Now I do, honestly. But it's it's still I don't know which name to call them. But I also don't know which name to call them because they're John and Jay, but their names are Jimmy and Josh and Jewish and all this thing. I don't know what their flipping names are. All right, we got one more segment of fan questions, so let's take a minute for y'all to grab your financials so you could save some money on your mortgage with Conrad. And that's right, we're gonna save with Conrad and come back with your questions. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. All right, we're back. We're back with your questions. Johnny K99 wants to know, did you ever have any talent come up to you and yell in your face? 
No, <laughs> but I I do have, and this is like we're on the on that story. I do have a uh, how much time do we have here? So I got a minute. Uh, me and CM Punk almost went to blows when I was a producer on a live event. Uh, and we had to get called into Vince's office at TV and, and make nice and shake hands. Um, so that's, look, that's some of the, like, I, I don't know. I never, I never thought punk was what punk was, but again, I know he is what he is. I know he's hugely successful in this industry and over. Um, I give him all the credit in the world. I just didn't get it. Uh, I see it now. I still don't get it, but I see it. So I know it's true, but me and him didn't see eye to eye early on about he was the champion at the time, um, and it was about like how he was carrying himself as the champion. And I had a discussion with him that he obviously didn't didn't like being talked to that way. And so the next time I saw him, it was uh, it was not yelling in my face, but it was well, I was yelling in his face. <laughs> I'll put it at that. He was a lot more professional and calm than I was at the time. Uh, Johnny K99 also wanted to put over the hashtag. Can't you hear that fizzle sizzle? Ooh. I don't Mike even know what that Rummins means. Rummins <laughs> asks, did Road Dog have any reservations about how the crowd would respond, and how long did that high last when you came back into the locker room following the appearance? In the yeah, locker? look, I, the, the high was literally a high because I was lacking oxygen. So <laughs> I, I went to the, straight to the back and laid down on the ground. Um, but yeah, no, look, the high lasted. It, my in, endorphins and that, and that adrenaline got me through all of it. So, uh, so the high was pretty good um but yeah it was just i was really blown up our friend uh at it's joey ding ding would like to know i would assume you you (laughs) go ahead i would assume you were nervous before your music hit what match or moment were you most nervous for in your career do the nerves of producing a match or tv compare for tv compare at all to the nerves when you're actually performing love you dog <laughs> jimmy jiminy christmas prado is that a 12-part question um no he, so, he wants to know about your nerve balance yeah let, let, look he knows about my nerves he knows about my anxieties um i would say they are similar but for me i would much rather produce a match than have to go out there and perform because when I'm out there performing, I might get caught up in the moment and not do something right. When I'm backstage, I'm not caught up in the mid- middle of something, and I can actually talk the talent down if we need to settle down or do something different. I can control that from back there. So I guess it's a, for me, it was a, for me, I'm a control freak. It's more of a sense of control if I'm a producer than if I'm a talent. Um, I was nervous every time I walked out the curtain, every time. Uh, to this day, <clears throat> still nervous. I get nervous before we start filming here. I, I, I'm not even kidding. I agree. My anxiety is off the roof, but I try to manage that with mindfulness. You know what I mean? If you're conscious of this stuff, you can get through it, you know? Chris Brooker at The Brooker Man, another person I know from the UK across the pond. Uh, were there any particularly satisfying times when you helped the wrestler have an aha light bulb on moment, either in ring or as their character? I, I can't remember one off. That's a great question, by the way. Um, and I can't remember one off topic that, but, but like, I would like to think that me and Miro and Lana for that one year, we worked very closely together, and I would like to think that they that I had some influence on their uh, 
te- television acumen anyway, as far mm-hmm. as p- presentation. And so I really feel like I loved working with them and I really feel like I had influence on their television presentation. Sarah Walker at Sarah Wa, and then I think it's just her phone number. <laughs> oh, no, don't read it out. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the DX split? By the way, I love the match with Waltman at SummerSlam back in 2000. So just mm. in general, I guess we're going back. Yeah. Yeah, look, I love the match in 2000 with the kid, too. I didn't, I, that's when I was like really in active addiction, and I could, I could have gone one way and I went the other, and, and that was, uh, that's the the rest is history. But um, what was her other? What was the other part of the question? Not the two thousand uh, well, match, but the DX a, split. What oh yeah, the split. Well, look. Split. So, so I was broken hearted um, because look, what's better than having one guy by your side? Having four. So so I was, uh, and one of them be a girl bigger than you. Um, so so I I didn't want that to happen. When they tried to split me and Billy up, and this is a true story, I literally cried uh, tears in Vince McMahon's office and said, I don't think I can carry this on my own. I don't think I, I didn't believe in myself. And Vince talked me up and talked me out of there. And I was like, walked out of there feeling great and, and went on to do the intercontinental and the hardcore title. And the hard, but I had already started really going down a dark path with my drug use and stuff uh, by then. So yeah, I had a great time and thank you for your question. I will text you later since you gave me your number. <laughs> From our YouTube viewers, Stefan Babinek wants to know, can you tell us about a moment where your counterparts have caused you to break character mid-match. Oh, my God. Every single night, if you watch any of my matches, I'm sure Billy will make me laugh or or the other person will. Like, yeah, I was horrible. I'm like Jimmy Fallon. You know what I mean? Just couldn't keep it together. Uh, Always go to to pieces uh, in the middle of it. But, But I think there's something to being able to be that comfortable in there with some guys too. And so, so again, I don't remember one, but what was his name again? This guy has the best name in the history of names, I think. Stefan? Babinek. Babinek. And I, maybe what it's is it Steven, again? Stefan Babinek. Oh, it may be Steven. It could be Steven. I hope it's Stefan. I think Stefan Babinek is cool. I like That should Stephen. be like uh, Tom... Cruz's name in his next movie where he's a vintage 1976 Stefan Babinek. That's a Stefan Babinek. It's got a malty taste. (laughs) It tastes earthy. Earthy. Ken Williams has a three-parter for you, K-Dub. Was there ever a move that you wanted to try, but once you tried rehearsing it and said, no way, I'm not doing that? Well, the one I've brought up a bunch of times is the teetering off the ladder into the dumpster on the dumpster match. Um, I went up the ladder in the ring and during rehearsals, and I looked down, way down there at that, that dumpster. Down where? <laughs> down there. Way down there. Yeah. From under. It was, no, it was way down there. And I literally looked and I said, I'm not, I'm not taking this bump. Billy, you take this bump. And he called me all kind of names and he took the bump. Part two, who threw a harder potato, Bradshaw or Hawk? Hawk never threw a potato uh, because he didn't know how to throw a regular punch anyway. So it was just, you just always got hit really hard. But Bradshaw... Look, Bradshaw was a man, and and wrestling him was fun, but it also hurt really bad. But that's the sadomasochistic part of being a, a sports entertainer forward slash professional wrestler is I love to beat people up and get beat up. I don't want to get punched in the face, but did a million times. I don't want to get kicked in the face, but did a million times. And so... Bradshaw was really good about hitting me very hard in very safe places. And uh, as weird as that sounds, I 
Loved every minute of it. I prepped you that this was going to be a three-parter, but this third part comes in six different subsections. (laughs) (laughs) Subset A. Can you share a story of a receipt you gave to another wrestler and a story about a receipt you got from a wrestler? I like this one. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, So I don't think I ever gave a receipt to anybody, like got them back. I think it was just a a very physical affair every time we were out there. I do remember the one time I tatered. That's the best new wrestling shirt. Wrestling, it's a very physical affair. (laughs) That's actually very good. Um, But, oh, crap, physical affair. (laughs) It's not this again. Bradshaw. Is that where we were at? No, we're past Bradshaw. <laughs> we're just on receipts. Oh, well, that's why I was going to say Bradshaw. Like, when, when uh, I remember working with him, when we would work in Milwaukee and Chicago, and we'd do two-a-days, and we'd do an afternoon show in Milwaukee or Chicago and then drive to the other town or, or Green Bay or whatever, like right along that, in that Midwest area. And so we had a, a 2 o'clock show, and, I were, and Bradshaw was in the ring, and I tagged in, and I did something, and I rolled over there and punched Bradshaw in the forehead really hard. Like, did it on purpose, because I was going was to, I was messing with him, uh, did it, and then went and tagged out and never got back in the ring. So I, I, let, I got him, and I knew he never had a chance to get me back. Well, we were driving to the next town, and Billy reminded me, you know, we're working with these guys again. Uh, and so, like, five hours Hours later, I was there to Bradshaw going, please, man, I'm, I'm sorry I hit you that hard. I was just trying to backtrack out of it. But uh, he gave me a whooping like he did every time. Amazing. It was amazing, man. It, we beat the crap out of each other. And like we, and then you go back and you just hug. And you go like, what, what what's the world are we doing? <laughs> and that's what we got for the week, man. Next week, we'll be discussing the infamous DX and Nation of Domination feud, the parodies, Uh-oh. Chase and Sensation, the long-standing rivalry, the matches, working with Rock and Owen along with D'Lo, Sexual Chocolate, and Kama Mustafa. Okay. <laughs> that's next week, man. That's Look, that's next week, bro. We're here now. What are we going to do right now? Roaddoglinks.com. That's where you can get everything. You can find the links to all of our sponsors like Blue Chew and Chili Sleep, Save with Conrad, Goliath. You can find the Road Dog social information. You can find his pro wrestling tea store. You can find everything. Everything. The internet is the best. Boxagimmicks.com. Boxagimmicks.com. Get the t-shirts. Ryanismiley.com. That's my happy little site. How to be pro wrestler.com. We're just going to keep doing .com. Yeah, Bluechew.com. Promo code dog. Dog. ChiliSleep.com slash dog. 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 Sit, boy. Sit. No. Well, your ass better call somebody. Goodbye. Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com.